Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hello and welcome to 929, the weekly podcast that serves you some Monday morning inspiration and advice to help you win the week ahead. 929 is a podcast from Fiverr, the digital freelance marketplace, and I'm your host, Ishan Akbar. Please make sure you listen to the end today, as I've got an offer from Fiverr that could make your week that bit better in whatever you're trying to achieve. Today, I'm talking to Michelle Elman. I am an author, life coach, and public speaker. Michelle is well known for being the queen of boundaries and having the secrets to beating imposter syndrome, which is what she's here to talk about today. Imposter syndrome is when you don't feel qualified enough and feel like a fraud in a situation that is usually in a work context. Let's get into it with Michelle Elman. Let's talk about imposter syndrome then. What are generally the common symptoms for people to recognise, look out for? Ultimately, it comes down to not feeling good enough, not feeling qualified enough. And it's just very, it's not feeling good enough in the context of work, really. And what that stems from is ultimately putting your focus on other people. When you don't put your focus on other people, it's really hard to have imposter syndrome. And actually, the one moment I remember having it myself was had just signed up to do a TED talk. I was already nervous, already wasn't sure I was big enough, like good enough to do a TED talk. And then was convinced I didn't have that one message. So TED talks are really big on you having that one message. And I got on a call with everyone who was doing a TED talk that day. And every single person in that call was someone who I could have easily been intimidated by. And it was the accumulation of all of them together. And these were people who had been in their careers for like decades. It was from like CNN journalists to a founder of a political party in the UK. Like, so many highly qualified intellectual people. And I just had a moment of going... Why am I here? Why did I get picked? Is it a case of trying to comfort yourself by saying someone else might be struggling on this particular area of their life? Or is it about something else? I think the problem with comparing it to another person is you're always in a trap if you're going to endlessly rely on comparison. And so when it comes to comparison, how what I say is, Compare in context. So a lot of the time we compare down. We always make ourselves feel worse by comparing to someone else. So if you compare yourself in context, it's also comparing yourself to the people who you're forgetting about. The people who, so in that context, people who have never even stood on a stage, let alone a TEDx stage, and reminding yourself of that. But the ultimate solution to this is removing comparison altogether. And how you do that is internal validation. So internal validation is something that a lot of people talk about. Practically, how to do that is you need to build up evidence for why you are good enough in that context specifically. So let's say it is public speaking. Writing three things every single day. I am a good public speaker because I am... And it's finding very specific evidence from your actual life. So for me, I could say 
I'm a good public speaker because I have an interesting life story. I had 15 surgeries before the age of 15. That is a fact. Therefore, my mind can't create stories around it and go, well, no, you don't really have an interesting life story. And so it's things like that which we use to build the evidence for the belief that we want, which then helps take down the belief of that we're not good enough or we're not qualified enough to perform that task. See, I find this... Very interesting, because I completely agree with you that there's some real merit in sitting down and saying to yourself, this is why I believe I'm good at this particular thing. What would you say to people who might think, well, I might be good at that thing because that's the thing that I value, whereas other people might assess my ability slightly differently because the things that I'm saying I'm good at, they might not think is worthwhile? I understand what you're saying, but then there's only one way to go. There's only one way to get better. And so ultimately, part of the whole process of getting better is it must include failure at some point. The thing is that you need to not focus on it to the extent that you think everyone's going to be continually judging you. They might judge you in that split moment when you stumble on stage. But if you've given enough talks, again, I'm using the example of public speaking, but if you've given enough talks in your life, there will be a talk where you bomb on stage. Speaking from experience, it took me three years to do that. But the day I did it, I was like, cool, I must have done enough talks. And then that greatest fear I had in my life disappeared. Because the thing about failure is it's actually feedback. And in that talk where I bombed on stage, I was able to go away and go, what was different about that talk to all the talks I've done in the last three years? And now not only is the, the greatest fear I have completely gone because I did it and I survived it, but second of all, I can actually go, Okay, so from that talk, the one that I bombed, I actually figured out, first of all, you need to eat before you go on stage because it was two o'clock in the afternoon and I hadn't eaten. But number two, what I did because I hadn't eaten was drank two cans of Coke. It's not great for me. It's the same as when some people drink coffee. And I realized that when I go on stage and I feel like almost like this jitteriness, it started to come across in how I was speaking. And then I psyched myself out because I felt jittery on stage. And so you actually could learn from that. But if you're going to focus on the failure, you don't see it as an opportunity to learn and you actually don't take the lessons from it. Now, you're the self-professed queen of boundaries. I love that as a as a title. Explain to us what that means. Well, technically, it's not self-repressed. It, it, <laughs> it, was, it was a follower, and I must say, I, I clinged on to it, and then I ran with it. Um, you, you are known as the Queen of Boundaries. Yes. Tell us what that means. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what that means is I spent a really long time stopping being a people pleaser, being a pushover, learned how to set boundaries, and then fell in love with how much it changed my life, and then could not stop talking about it. And wanting to teach others about it because I just found it was so strange how I was sat in my own life coach's office actually asking how to like put words together. Bearing in mind I'm an author, it's a very strange thing to be sat at 25 years old and being like, okay, I understand I can say no to this person. What words do I put in what order to set this boundary? Um, and it was that it, it's that thing of when you're first learning boundaries, it's a new language, it's a new way of doing something. And it was something as simple as um, I think the first time I set I set a boundary, or we talked about the word boundaries in my um life coaching sessions, I was 21 years old, and it was around saying to someone, do not speak to me like that. 
And it genuinely had never occurred to me you could turn to someone when they were being rude and go, do not speak to me like that. It's just something I'd never said. I'd never heard anyone else say. And so it was that moment of going, I can't say that. And it was my life coach going, no, you just have never said it. Not that you can't say it. Well, with all that in mind then, from a life coach perspective, what do you think is the one thing listeners can start doing this week to make their working lives better? Have boundaries around time. Have an actual cutoff where you turn your phone off. If you've never turned your phone off, and that, uh, with the iPhones, you, people don't really ever turn their iPhone their iPhones off, but do not disturb and airplane mode are your best friends. Use it. If you've never done it before, just turn it off for three hours, one hour even, to start. But that's how we start breaking away from our work lives being a constant 24-7. There was a point in time when you couldn't get an instant response to an email because people had to be on a computer to reply to an email. So I'm at such an extreme that I actually don't have notifications on my emails anymore. I don't have notifications on anything on my phone anymore. I turn my phone off every day at some point for at least an hour. I turn it off every night at the end of the night. All of these things are ways to actually allow yourself to rest. And if you don't give yourself permission to rest, you don't believe you deserve to rest unless you've worked a certain amount, that's what leads to us being burnt out all the time. Michelle, thank you so much for your time on Mind29. Thank you so much for having me. What's sticking with you from this chat with Michelle? Was it writing an evidence-based list about reasons why you are good at something? Or will you start setting clear boundaries, be it at work or at home? Here's something else to help your week go that bit better. Fiverr are offering listeners to this podcast 20% off their next order when you use the discount code PODCAST22 at Fiverr.com. Try it today and enjoy getting more stuff done. Thanks so much for listening. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hit follow, and I'll be back with you next Monday morning. Until then, have a great week. 